0: hello and welcome to sabbath school i'm jade wales and i'm joined with my wife adriana and we're going to be doing the study to- today before we begin let's have a word of prayer gracious father we pray that you'd bless us as we study the story of jacob and his name change to israel the significance of that lord we pray that we might be able to take home a personal application to apply to our own lives and truly make the most of this story we thank you in the precious name of jesus amen Amen. so the family saga continues and here we have jacob he's made this decision to leave laban and return home he's about to face his brother whom he has deceived and has lied to has stolen from how do you think he's feeling
1: definitely very hesitant yeah and scared at the possibilities that await him i
0: guess so because 20 years prior when he had left home What was Esau wanting to do with Jacob?
1: Well he said he was going to kill him as soon as his father died.
0: Yeah, so I'd be a bit hesitant myself. We're going to pick up the story in Genesis chapter 32, 9 and 10. Thanks Adrian.
1: Then Jacob said, O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord who said to me, return to your country and to your family and I will deal well with you. I'm not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which you have shown your servant. For I crossed over this Jordan with my staff, and now I have become two companies.
0: What do you see is the difference between what Jacob was in the past to how he's expressing himself now? What's the condition of his heart prior, and what is his condition of his heart at this moment?
1: I guess when he left his mum and dad, that whole event of deceiving his dad, stealing from his brother, Sneaking behind the backs with his mum. It was very much with a posture of, I deserve this blessing. This belongs to me. I'm worthy of this blessing. This has my name all over it. But now, in verse 10, he says, I'm not worthy of anything that you've done for me. That's a completely different attitude. Going from, I deserve everything. You owe me. You owe me, God. The world owes me. To, actually, I'm not worthy of any of it. I didn't deserve it.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, Jacob's really experienced a change of heart. And he's been humbled he has been a a supplanter he's been a deceiver and in in his prior experiences with laban he's experienced deception upon himself also and now that he's left laban's house he's really come to this point of humility and let's read another verse hosea chapter 12 Verse three
1: and four. So it says verse three, he took his brother by the heel in the womb, and in his strength he struggled with God. Yes, he struggled with the angel and prevailed. He wept and sought favour from him. He found him in Bethel and there he spoke to us.
0: Yeah. It says that he wept and he sought favour mm-hmm. from God. I think this is a really, really good place for us to come to in our Christian experience. Mm-hmm. To be at a place of being humbled and realizing who we really are. We're weak. Sinful bearing. Let's come back to Genesis chapter 32 and we'll continue from verse 22.
1: And he arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them, sent them over the brook, and sent over what he had."
0: And just continue to 31.
1: Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, What is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob but Israel for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed then Jacob asked saying tell me your name I pray and he said why is it that you ask about my name and he blessed him there so Jacob called the name of the place Peniel which means for I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved just as he crossed over Peniel the sun rose on him and he lived on his hip
0: yeah let's backtrack a little bit through the story so jacob has sent his family across the river and he's now alone looking up at the stars most probably and he's in a state of uneasiness mm-hmm. and then what happens next
1: he feels someone touching
0: yeah spirit of prophecy gives us this insight um, jacob feels a hand on his shoulder and he turns perceiving it's an enemy to wrestle this man and as he's wrestling he recognizes that the man he's wrestling is God himself.
1: And is that because he has supernatural power? Because he just touched his hip and it came out of
0: joint? Yeah, that's one reason. We also see that the term man used in verse has special connotations evoking to divine presence. Daniel also referred to it in Daniel chapter 10 verse 5 where he depicted the, the commander of the Lord's army who was the Lord Yahweh himself so that yeah there's some further insights to let us know that this is god himself and what started off as a wrestle because jacob perceived this man to be an enemy ended as an embrace
1: and when you say jacob perceived it to be he perceived it was his brother don't you think
0: yeah that's a very good point yeah after all who was jacob's enemy if it was not his brother Mm -hmm. and yeah so this wrestle is taking place and how do we apply this to our own lives like Jacob is wrestling with God. Why is he wrestling?
1: I guess at the end of the, at the, end of the wrestle, Jacob says that he wants a blessing. He's gonna fight with this supernatural being, God, until he blesses him. And I think one thing that kind of went through my mind was Jacob, at this point in time, like you said, he had a heart change. He's trying to somehow get rid of the reputation that he's had for the last 20 years of being a deceiver, being a selfish person, always putting himself first. Being that spoilt little mummy's boy kind of person, he's trying to lose that reputation. And I guess he's really wanting God to somehow change that, to change him mm. once and for all, like for the rest of his life. He doesn't want to be known as Jacob.
0: Sure. Jacob meaning the supplanter, the deceiver. And that's really what this wrestle is all about. Like you're saying, Jacob is pleading for a new identity. mm And so God is wrestling with Jacob and what is the question that God asks Jacob?
1: He says, what is your name? What is your name? Who are you? I'm a deceiver.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then how does God follow up that answer?
1: He says, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed.
0: There we have the, the definition of Israel. Struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Yeah. This is Jacob's new identity.
1: In the footnote as well, it mentions that Israel also means prince with God. It's a whole different way of doing life before you're a deceiver. Sure. And it's, I guess his name is very similar. Satan was called the adversary, the accuser, the deceiver. And Jacob had a very similar identity to that of Satan. And now he's called prince with God. And that's completely opposite identity sure. to be called a prince with God or to have prevailed with God.
0: Yeah. The the boldness of Jacob really reminds me of the verse in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace in, in, in time of need. This is really what's going on here. This is Jacob coming boldly before the throne. He's now embracing God, and he just wants his blessing. And, uh, and he prevails, and God grants him his new identity, his new name. Now, I guess what I want to look into now is how this applies to our own experience. Like, wrestling with God seems like a strange concept, a strange idea. Why would we wrestle with God?
1: Yeah, it seems almost like a blasphemous, sacrilegious thing to say, Mm. to wrestle with God, to fight with God. Yeah. But I guess the Bible says God's ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts than our thoughts. If we didn't wrestle with the leading of God or the the choices that God has made and is making. Mm. Then if we like if we understood all of God's ways, then wouldn't we be God? Like we'd be at the same level. It's because we we're not on his level that we wrestle with his decisions, with his wisdom, with his guidance, we question certain things. A lot there's a lot of gray areas that we don't know about and we wrestle with God around those things.
0: Yeah. So really the experience of wrestling with God is, is one for all believers. Mm. It's something that we all come to at some time or another, is our wrestle with God. And yeah, just think of my own experience of, of wrestling with God and wanting answers, demanding, pleading God to answer me and actually prevailing, like seeking God until he comes through. And he does, and he will. And it might not always be the way in which we perceive. We might perceive him to be an enemy just like Jacob did, but at the end of the day, we'll be able to recognize like, when, when all these trials, tribulations have, have passed, we will see that God's had his hand on us mm. and that our wrestling was not in vain, but that God was actually strengthening us through that experience mm. Jacob was left with essentially a, a broken hip mm. now, he's not only uh, coming to his his brother, approaching <laughs> his brother as as a man who's got a decent sized family around him and most probably young men servants flock etc but now he's got a broken hip he's got no chance of running away (laughs) if it did come to that Mm. and so he's truly at the mercy of god
1: yeah And, and i if i can just comment i think all throughout scripture the great men and women of old the people that we look up to as heroes and that we want to be like in the Bible. Every single one of them had a a struggle with God, had a wrestle with God. You think of Job, you think of Abraham, you think of Daniel, you think of person after person after person in the Bible. The people that we look at as almost being perfect and above anything like that, above Mm -hmm. any struggles, they all wrestle with God and I think for a lot of christians when we see people wrestling with god we cast judgment and we even cast judgment on ourselves if i'm such a good christian why would i be struggling with this stuff why would i be struggling with these questions i shouldn't be wrestling with god i mustn't be a good enough christian but god is bigger and stronger than our questions and he's able to take that and handle that and i think god doesn't ask us to be ignorant blind disciples he wants us to be wise logical reasonable he doesn't ask us to leave our mind at the door when we believe in him which I think is a very comforting fact
0: absolutely yeah and I guess leading on from that once we come to grips with wrestling with God and and seeking God pleading with God and God giving us that assurance assurance of salvation assurance of direction in our lives we are now enabled because we've been forgiven, we've been reconciled to God, we are now enabled to make right the other relationships in our lives mm. with others. And this is where we come to in the story of Jacob. The brothers meet and it's been 20 years of separation. Jacob sees Esau approaching with 400 men and yet Jacob continues to approach his brother. We notice in Genesis chapter 33 and verse three, if you want to read that one for us, Adriana.
1: Then he crossed over before them and bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother.
0: Yeah, and Jacob is referring himself as a servant. He's sending messages forward for Esau, and he's bowing seven times, which is interesting because there was actually seven blessings that Isaac had blessed Jacob with, and this is almost... Like a reversal because part of that blessing was that nations would bow down to you. And yet here is Jacob, the one with that blessing, bowing down to his brother seven times. Yeah. And so Esau sees Jacob approaching, Esau sees Jacob bowing seven times, Esau is reading these messages. Jacob is just in an absolute humble state and What happens next?
1: The the thing that Jacob wasn't expecting, it says that Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept.
0: It's interesting what Jacob says to Esau. He says, I have seen your face as though I had seen the face of God. Just reading from the lesson here, it says the reason for Jacob's extraordinary statement was his understanding that Esau had forgiven him. Jacob's experience of God's forgiveness Peniel where he saw the face of God is now repeated in his experience of his brother's forgiveness Mm. which he identifies as if he saw the face of God yeah I just think that's beautiful we're all made in the image of God and this point of reconciliation for these two brothers is is a beautiful picture of God and the type of reconciliation God is seeking for every single one of us and I guess the take-home for me and a question I want to ask our listeners is there anyone in your life that you know you've wronged and that you have not made amends with and yeah I just think that is such a vital aspect of our Christian experience Mm. how can we expect to flourish and grow God has forgiven us much are we willing to also forgive those who have wronged us
1: and also seek forgiveness from those we've wronged.
0: Sure, yeah. And so that's where I really wanna finish up with as we've studied the, the story of Jacob and the humility it took to come to grips with where he stood with his brother. Who are the people in your life who you need to make amends with? Who you need to ask forgiveness for or whom you need to receive forgiveness from? And I believe when we truly make that step forward, we will experience greater height and depth in, in both our relationship with God and with others. And that's really what it's all about. Yeah,
1: I think if you could boil down the lesson to like one concept, it would be pride and humility. Mm. Like even the other days that we haven't actually covered in this talk, like Dinah and Rachel, the whole story is one of pride and then becoming humble. and. I think if God is, if we allow God to humble us, it's a much easier journey of recovery than if we just continually resist, resist, resist. And Jacob did resist for years, he resisted until god had to actually break his hip and remind him that like the hip is the strongest bone in your body it's connected to the strongest bone in your body and when you're going out to meet an army of 400 men and your brother who's who you think hasn't forgiven you for 20 years and you stole everything from him and you've got the strongest bone in your body is broken and you're limping like that is going to put you in a place of extreme humility and reliance upon God, like very little else can do. You're not going forward in your strength, you're going forward in his strength.
0: Amen. That's exactly what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 10. When I am weak, then I am strong. And so let us close in prayer and uh, thank you for joining us. Gracious Father, we thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness toward us, that you've sought reconciliation, that you've been the one who has initiated friendship, relationship, intimacy with us. And Lord, we take this opportunity to receive that for ourselves, to, yeah, we we just seek you, that we plead like Jacob, that you would bless us with our true identity, that we may be found in you, that we might be able to go forward and seek reconciliation with those who we've wronged and those who have wronged us. Lord, we we might not be ready to make that step, and I just pray that you would enable us with your holy spirit give us power and to go forward and make reconciliation bless the decisions that have been made today lord um, that we may truly experience fullness of life with you and with one another we thank you in the precious name of jesus